Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring, do bad, and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. Woo! And the you know who on the other end of the woohoo is none other than my friend Cody Beekman. You can find him on the bench with Beeks. How is it going, my friend? Oh, dude, super great. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, it is an absolute honor, my friend. Um, been a big fan of your podcast for a long time. I was a guest at one point on your podcast way back in the day when COVID was just a guest. And, yeah. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now we have flipped the roles and now you are on to tell your story on exactly what it is about this weird game of hockey that has gra- that made you gravitate to it and has led to where you are today so let's start there the humble beginnings of one cody beekman and the game of hockey what was that moment for you uh well you know back when i was a kid my dad always wanted to get me into as many sports as possible he wanted me to try them all out and you know, I, I tried baseball, soccer, basketball. Uh, I was I enjoyed football, and uh, and as soon as the abs kind of uh, came to town, I was like, I we you know we sat down and watched an, uh, the first abs game we could, and I was like hooked. So I was like, Dad, you know, I want to I want to I want to go play hockey. And at the time, you know, uh, hockey wasn't as uh, uh, prevalent in. Uh, in Colorado, you know, uh, and so it, there wasn't as many ice arenas around. So, you know, I had to start playing roller hockey and, um, you know, I took a few like ice clinics and stuff, but yeah, mainly like started just playing more roller hockey and, uh, eventually joined the travel roller hockey league. And then as soon as, as soon as the ice opened up to where I could actually, you know, uh, possibly get on the team, I was just, I was there. And after that, you know, it was just like, I don't know. I never looked back after that. It was just the game was so enjoyable, especially to play and, and just to be around. Yeah. Do you remember what it was about those early days of the Colorado Avalanche? Um, I, I asked this to a lot of fans I've had on that are, ironically enough, Avalanche fans. And the stories kind of seem to blend in the same origin point. And it's one of those that you keep building on. It's almost like an addiction of sorts. Like you just cannot get enough of the game. Do you remember what that one moment was in Avalanche history where you're like, okay, this is far surpassing any other sport and I have to be involved with this? I think just uh, going to my first game at McNichols, really, because, uh, like, McNichols was that old kind of, like, you know, old old school style, like, arena where it was just, like, everything was on top of you and everything was just pure concrete and metal and so it was so loud. And just, uh, I mean, truly just being able to witness, you know, I mean, uh, Joe Sackick and, you know, uh, Peter Forsberg and Valeri Kamensky playing at in, uh, in such a, well, to me at the time, such a, like, really undiscovered sport for me. I think it was just, yeah, like, actually 
being able to go to McNichols for the first time and see live ice hockey was really that one moment where I could just say, wow, this, uh, this I'm, I'm hooked, you know? Yeah. And that's, and see, that's what I was looking for right there. Every avalanche fan I've had their origins, they usually chalk it back up to like Sackett, Forsberg, Waugh, Kaminsky, Dead Marsh, like those rock stars of the day just bursting on the scene in Denver and just igniting a fire in the in the Denver area specifically. Oh yeah, well it's just so hard not to mention those guys. I mean, more than, you know, more than half of them are Hall of Famers and they they've done so much for the game and continue to do so much for the game just as, you know, Joe's the uh, new GM of the Avs and he's done an incredible job, you know. Patty Wall, he's always had his hand in the game. You just saw him at you know game uh, game four of the Montreal and Tampa Bay series. I mean, it's just um, for real. They've done so much for hockey and especially hockey in Colorado. Like just even that first year was just is just like you said, just exploding onto this scene and like really making um, a name for themselves in the Colorado area. Yeah, and that's and it's and it's incredible. Like in the moment, they were rock stars and even their their fingerprints still on the game like we had was the coach for a while and then he left like they kept repaying it and we in a previous episode that uh was on friday we had soroya tinker on at the nwhl and talking about her breaking through not just like the gender barrier like how it's difficult for a woman to make it in the game of hockey but also african-american and not only is she making it into uh the limelight bursting through those barriers but she's also investing in those behind her and the younger kids and you see that a lot with nhl stars today when they're not playing they're showing up to uh, learn to plays and let skates and um it's just an incredible sport with incredible superstars that don't forget where they came from and they always pay it back to their roots yeah and absolutely and they care a lot about the game it's just not you know a lot of these guys it wasn't just a job or a paycheck to them. I mean it's just you know just as we are you know hockey is a, a part of our life it's part of it's a part of like who we decide to choose to be you know yeah. and um and a lot of hockey players see it that way and it, it shows through in what they do off off the ice and on the ice yeah and and there's even like there are just like stories and like podcasts and guys and bars that will talk about their one game in the show for the rest of their life it just means that much to them oh yeah i mean how could you not i mean it's just it's 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 an exciting thing to be able to talk about yeah you know maybe yeah like i i got like you know i played in one game in the minor leagues i got like five minutes uh, i got five minutes to like two shifts and i stopped the rest of the game but i was there man i was there you know still my brother, my brother was playing in the in the E, and he he was on the uh, opposite shift of Chelios. He was in for that one game, but he was there. <laughs> yeah, for and you know, yeah, that's exactly what you say, man. Guys, hold on to that forever because it, it is such a special part of of just your life that hockey is. Well, what a, what about that road of fandom? Um, you said you were playing roller and you waited for the ice rink to open up, and you got on the ice. Talk about your road through um, hockey. Just talk about where that's also led to this point. I mean, it's just, you know, um, 
when you first start learning it, it uh, especially when you hop on the ice like roller hockey and ice hockey is really different it's i mean obviously you know in a in a warmer climate a roller hockey is way more accessible to you you can go rollerblading anywhere so it's easier to learn how to rollerblade and um you know the the skills of the game just kind of come with it in roller hockey but i mean once you switch over to ice hockey it's a completely different it's a completely different subject i mean you really have to focus yourself on on ice skating in general and then uh, controlling the puck completely differently uh, as opposed to like cork board or whatever you want to call it to ice you know it's so it basically it's to me it was like relearning uh, a game like re, like relearning and relearning and relearning there's always something that uh in in like hockey that you can always get better at or like you know work on it's not there's never like you never hit this plateau of like, well, I've done all I can in hockey. I've, I've learned all I can in hockey, so I might as well move on to something else. There's always, there's always something new that you can add to your, uh, you know, to your skill set or uh, to to your skating and, and like to your uh, just your hockey knowledge of the game, They're like uh, how to play different positions, how to uh, how to play different styles in one position. It's so it's always uh, the the biggest thing for me is that it's always kept me. Um, learning learning new things and uh always being able to be be creative at the same time so that's what really kind of cemented me because you know in other sports just like baseball there's just you know there's like you you get to a point where you know you can hit really well okay that's good you know um you can or you can get to the point where you can throw really well that's great too some people just can't run i myself I'm not a runner. I can't run. But if I get on ice, I can fly because it, you can always mess with the mechanics of how you skate. You can always mess with the different kind of skates. You can always mess with like different edges. And just, all, just so many different things that you can just tinker with and learn to play better and be a better hockey player. So that's probably the most, the biggest draw for me as a fan of the game and, uh, and, and a player of the game. Well, We'll go from your hockey fandom to the origins of On the Bench with Beaks. Oh, dude, here mm, we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of a fun it's kind of a funny story. Um, you know, um well, you know, Keats, one of the older co-hosts, the the lavish Latvian and I, we were we were you know just hanging out, um, drinking some beers together, and it happened to be like during the trade deadline, and I was just going off about uh, about how we like picked up Derek Brassard, I, I believe it was, or am I? It might actually been uh, Vlad Nemestikov, yeah, because yeah, it was Vlad Nemestikov because yeah. we we're only like a year and a, like almost a year and a half old, so yeah, it was the last tra- trading deadline um, before the COVID. And it, and uh, I was just going off and just talking, like talking to my dad about all these different trades and why they were good or why they're positive uh, or negative. And then just like, and uh, Keith's just like sitting there, just like with his jaw up and just like, how how do you know this? Why how? Why do you know this? How do you know this? And I'm like, uh, and he's just like, dude, you ever think about uh, ever th- think about getting on a podcast? And I kind of looked at him and was like, why the hell would anybody want to listen? to me 
just chat about hockey. Like I'm a nobody. I don't, nobody knows who I am. He's like, dude, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got podcasts out there. And as long as you keep, as long as you like, you speak well and you have something good to say, people are going to listen. And, like, and so I, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, that'd be great. And so a couple days pass and turns out that he's going to a hockey game with uh, uh, Ross and I, the, uh, another host of on the bench with Beaks. And, so Keats, uh, on, on the way down to the Pepsi Center, now Ball Arena, um, the, <laughs> the sack. Uh, <laughs> I'm really proud of that, by the way. I don't, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Keats brings it up again. He's like, hey, man, let's do this podcast thing. Let's do it. It's just like, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, maybe, you know, like I thought of it just like drunk talk, you know, like how a bunch of friends are like hanging around the fire, like, hey, man, we should all, we should start a business together, or, you know, <laughs> we should we should buy a timeshare, man. We, we go down to uh, Boca like one week out of the year. I'm like, so that's what I thought. And then, and then out of nowhere, Keith is just like, all right, so I bought four mics and uh, soundboard and everything should be here next week we're doing a podcast and I, my, my jaw just dropped the ground. I'm like, are you serious? You just spent $500 on all this podcast equipment out of nowhere. And that's pretty much how it was born is like, as soon as the stuff got here, it was like, well, you know, it's either put up or shut up, man. So we just uh, decided to start a podcast out of my, uh, you know, grungy little garage. And now we're kind of here like a year and a half later, we're still going. So that's, it's, it's fun to see it progress. And that's and that's one of the great things about your podcast is it's that's honestly what it feels like on the audience side. Like it feels like somebody dropped four mics in the middle of a bunch of friends that all connect over the game of hockey. And like it's just you're sitting in on their conversations and then you'll have your guests come on and they talk about how they're involved in the game of hockey. And you guys, it's just a, a great conversation around the game that you would have with your friends as well. And it's one of those podcasts that really um, stuck out, especially with the pandemic where everybody was so isolated. This was a great way that you felt like you could connect with the hockey community. So stick taps to you guys and everything you're doing on, on the bench with leaks. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what, that's what all we really wanted to do, man. We didn't want to make it sound super scripted or like, you know, or just way too polished. Cause I mean, a, we're not those kind of people. We're not these polished kind of like, you know, uh, high, high end people. Uh, we just, you know, just like you said, just a couple of guys who like to talk hockey and, we like we like to hearing and hearing other people that like hearing from other people that like hockey. And we'll we'll go from on the bench with Beaks to one of the causes that you guys are huge supporters of, and that is near and dear to my heart as well, the Dog Bowl. Oh yeah, um, so Dog Dog Nation Hockey Foundation. Uh, ever since my uh, my car crash back in two thousand eleven. Uh, they've they've been right next to me helping me out like uh they've uh they they retrofitted my entire house so i could actually get into it before i even ever met them i mean they've helped me out with school help they, they've just been everywhere all the time for me just no matter what and uh like and that's that's their whole thing is helping out hockey players that are in need and 
and uh, they just do, do such a good job of being so friendly and welcoming and loving all the time. So yeah, they have like they have the the annual uh, dog bowl tournament. It's a total charity uh, charity event. All the money goes to um, you know nominated people who are either sick, injured, anything like that. You know, lost lost a family member. And uh, this year was huge. Uh, we got uh, this is the yeah this one was the eleventh one. So uh, at not. Uh, not only did uh, we have like 58 teams, they raised over uh, like uh, I'd say at least I think they got to really close to the 500,000 mark, if not more. I, I haven't wow. seen all the numbers yet, but um, but uh, and and they got to have everybody come back into the ice rink uh, because of the COVID restri- restrictions being let off. So. You really got to, like, if you went to this year's, you really got to see what the, the dog family was really all about. Because last year, when when On the Bench with Beaks covered it, no, um, nobody was allowed inside to watch the games. So this year, they, they, they everybody was back in, and it was just, it was, uh, like, it was chaos, but it was, like, that, re- like, really good chaos that you love to see, yeah. you know? And, and it's so, it's so incredible, because, I mean, the dog bowl also like one of its uh, one of its main fixtures is the survivor game where they have you know um, past uh, recipients that have like you know survived or are still going and they all play in a game against each other and it's just it's it's great to see because you see these guys when you first meet them you know they're 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 really sickly or they you know you know like they 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 look like you know their life's beating them down I mean just as uh, just as I was one of them, you know, like, you know, life's really giving them a, 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 a hard time. And uh, then you see them at the game and it's either like they've gotten better or, you know, it's just the pure elation that they get for being there and being around everybody that shows them so much love. It's, it's, it's a really powerful experience and it's something I, I will always be proud of being a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of those things with dog nation. It's, um, it is a, it, it, it encompasses everything that we talk about and that we gravitate to when it comes to the hockey community. Like we started talking about how the avalanche always like pay it forward and remember where they came from and take care of their own. Um, dog nation is putting that to like, they're putting their feet to the fire with that and they are taking care of their own and just the support and giving that platform and taking care of their own and just um, really uh, a warm and loving place for the hockey community. It's just, it's just incredible. And there's nothing like going to the rink and being a part of those games and seeing all the support and all of the names that come out to those events to support. Um, oh yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible what dog nation is doing and the dog bowl. And it's, absolutely a cause that everyone should be buying absolutely and um you can always donate or even volunteer excuse me if you're in the denver area or even if you're not uh just go to dognationhockey.org they love meeting new people they love they love volunteers and um yeah it's uh, something something really wonderful to be a part of, and uh, everyone everyone there is so appreciative. They'll give you a whole lot of love, and I mean, just 
it's 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 a real treat just to be around that whole group it really is yeah absolutely and cody before we get ready to wrap everything up i want you to throw out the socials where people could find you can find the show and i want you to throw out everything for dog nation again all right so you can find on the bench with beaks on uh facebook instagram twitter uh you can stream every episode on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast breaker podbean Castbox, overcast verbal and pocket casts uh and for dog nation uh hockey foundation like i said dognationhockey.org you can find them on facebook uh that's dog d-a-w-g for everybody out there and yeah and uh they actually even have a podcast too the dog pod you can also find that um everywhere their socials are so uh yeah huge shout out to them for everything they do and Come and, uh, come and say hi to us on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. You need to go check out on the bench. And we've had two previous members here in Puckburg also be featured prominently on the bench. We had one of our earlier guests, uh, King Dowett. He was on. And uh, Teeny Tindy. And Teeny Tindy. Yep. Both of oh, them. Oh, yes. Miss Coach yep. California. Yep. yep. Yeah, they were – they were awesome to talk to. They really were. And I mean, uh, just like you, Shaggy, we had just, uh, I mean, even you being on was just so much fun. And, you know, we just love people to talk hockey. And be uh, every time we had any of you guys on, it was just too much fun. Yeah. And and uh, the whole purpose of here in Puckburg is giving a platform for hockey stories, no matter what the background or what the involvement is. And anybody in that area or who's looking for a place that they can get involved, uh, Dog Nation is definitely one of those places. And if you go back and listen to some episodes of On the Bench when they're at the the Dog Bowl and they're talking about Dog Nation and all the people affiliated, uh, everyone with that cause, you can hear the passion, you can hear the heart, and you can hear that it's all – it's all about heart and the hockey community. And that's honestly the origins of this podcast here in Puckburg, um, giving just fans a place to feel like they can belong. And if you feel need a place that you want to belong, dog nation is definitely a place I would suggest. I, I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. And absolutely. Hey Cody, my friend, it is an absolute honor to have you on here in Puckburg. Um, I appreciate you coming on my friend. Oh, anytime, buddy. Anytime. It's just too much fun. Like, I love it, man. Hey, the door is always open when you guys, hey, anybody on the bench wants to come on here and share some hockey stories, the door is open. Hey, door swings both ways, baby. Dutch door action. Hey, you know it, baby. We will, hey, this will not be the last time we talk. And uh, you guys want to come on here? Uh, You guys are permanent residents here in Puckburg. Heck yeah, man! Let me let me uh, set up my uh, my my four story some somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get you a four story. There's a uh, no state tax here in Puckburg, so <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. Every house is oceanfront property, baby. <laughs> and no HOA. No, <laughs> nope. That is not that doesn't belong here. <laughs> and if anybody awesome. else wants to be a resident here in Puckburg, feel free to reach out. Um, you can reach us on Twitter at HPuckburg on Twitter. Here underscore N underscore Puckburg on Instagram. We now have a Facebook. And you can also um, email the show 
on uh, here in Puckburg podcast at bellyupsports.com. If you want to come on here and share your hockey story, you are more than welcome because everyone is welcome here in Puckburg. Again, Cody, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you. Everyone, thank you for joining us here in Puckburg, and we'll see you again sometime soon.